question is asked, discuss, what does the Shrena mean? And we talk about Hashem. But we also talk about something called the Shrena. In many contexts. We talk about the fact of the Shrena which came down at Hasinai, or in the Mishkan, or in the Beis HaMikdash. We talk about, in, now in the Goddess, the idea of the Shrena being in Goddess. Well, what is the Shrena? And uh, what made it something which people could see? Because it's, when it's referred to, it's something which is tangible. Either as a fire in Rosh Sinai or as an onan, which, covered, which encompassed the Oromoy, and people couldn't get in because of the onan, which blocked, so to speak, the entire Oromoy. So what is it? What does it mean to me? So, let's start with the Ramban. And the Ramban says like this. We, we talk, when we talk about HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we're talking about something which is completely abstract in terms of our understanding. Hashem isn't physical. And therefore we can't apply anything physical to Hashem. Hashem will never be something which we can see or we can quantify or we can understand in physical terms because it's not a physical entity. And I can always say to people who have difficulty relating to that concept, you don't have to go as far as Hashem. You can't quantify or see or explain anything which is spiritual. It doesn't work within physical, with physical parameters. So that's on the one hand. When we're talking about HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We're talking about the Creator. We're talking about the All-Powerful. We're talking about what we call something which is above our ability to relate to in human terms. But if that's the case, we're left with the question. And that is, we understand also by Hashem that there was a concept that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants to relate to people. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants a situation where people individually or the world collectively are on a level where he can relate to the world. Uh, in the words of the Ramban, HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants a situation where he could bring the... We could create a situation where Hashem, as it were, could reside with people. That, the Ramban says, is the mile of the Avos that the Shekhin rested on their tents, and that was meant to be again in the Mishkan. The Klaishal collectively got to the stage where they could re- re- regain or renew that possibility that the Shekhin would be amongst them. So what does that mean? What does that mean? HaKadosh Baruch doesn't isn't physical in the sense that he's coming here to be with people. So the insight is like this. And that is when we understand the principle that just like we can understand Hashem in different roles, it doesn't limit Hashem and it doesn't change Hashem. But we can relate to Hashem in different ways because we can, we, we're viewing Hashem by, by how He acts. 
we can understand you. Which means we can't see Hashem, but we can see how Hashem is acting. And therefore we can relate to Hashem by the way we see Him acting towards us. So when Hashem is giving us and generous to us, we can relate to Hashem as the Baal Chesed. That doesn't mean we can see Him, but we can see how He's acting. He's acting with Chesed. And when Hashem is acting in a way where He's punishing people, so again, we still can't see Hashem, but we can see He's acting as a dying. He's punishing. And we can relate to Hashem by the way that we see Hashem, so to speak, interacting with us. And those are the middles we talk about of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And they each have a name. You know, when we talk about Hashem as being Kel, we're talking about the one who's doing Chesed. And we talk about Hashem as being Elohim, we talk about the one who's, who's judging. And we're talking about HaKadosh Baruch Hu as being the shame of Rachamim, and we're talking about how he's acting with Rachamim. So it's not that we've therefore understood, we've seen Hashem, we can't. It's not that we therefore can relate to Hashem as a spiritual entity, we can't. But how we can relate to is the way He's relating to us. And therefore He's acting to us a certain way. And therefore we can see, based on what happens in this world, we can see based on the way He's treating us, the way He's acting, acting with us. And therefore we can appreciate, so to speak, the, the way Hashem is interacting with us. What we call the middah of Hashem. Now, one of the middahs that HaKadosh Baruch has in wanting to interact with people is what we call the middah of Malchus. The middah of Malchus. Now, what does it mean, the middah of Malchus? So, the middah of Malchus, we would would simply translate as the fact that Hashem is the king. But what what does it mean? What does it mean to be a king? If it means to be powerful, it doesn't need the middah of Malchus. We have a middah of Gvur. Hashem is power. If it means that Hashem sets the law, you have the Midas Adin. What's the Midas Amalchus? So here's what you've often heard us, I'm sure, this quote from Chazal, and that is, the Midas of Malchus is that there's an interaction between Hashem as the king and the people that Hashem is a king on. It's not, a, it's not that Hashem is, so to speak, judges the world Bugvura, as he, he, he is powerful, but from a distance. He's proud from a distance. He sets things, the rules in the world, and what Hashem wants is carried out from a distance. The concept of a melech is that ein melech and therefore the concept of a melech is that Hakadosh Baruch Hu is so to speak working with Klal Yisrael, working with Klal Yisrael. Now, how does that midah manifest itself? Just like the midah of din manifests itself when you see Hashem punishes. And the middah of chesed manifests itself the whole time because we share Hashem's always giving. Uh, like we say, Hashem's chesed is always. How does the middah of malchus manifest? How does Hashem show He's acting with Klai Yisrael as a, so to speak, as a king to a nation? What does it give us the middah of malchus? We must understand something. This is the chiddush because all the other middahs of Hashem don't differentiate between Klai Yisrael and the rest of the world. Hashem is doing chesed to every living thing the whole time. That's, he's giving it life. Hashem is the, is the Baal Din who's going to punish every single living thing. That's not unique to Kali Yisrael. Maybe the amounts. Maybe it's other things like that. 
but uh, the middle, which is, we see something unique about Klal Yisrael, as opposed to everything else, is the middle of Malchus. Is the middle of Malchus. And now we, Hashem takes on a new name as well. Elekei Yisrael. Elekei Yisrael. He's no longer just the, the king of the whole world, the Melech Olam. He's no longer just the one who's been Merachim on everybody or who's a dying Emes for everybody. Now there's a relationship unique to Klai Yisrael, different to everybody else. Elekei Yisrael. So there's a certain Hanhaga that there's going to be with Klai Yisrael that there isn't with everyone else. It's going to change. There's the way Hashem runs the whole world and the way that the whole world can notice how Hashem is treating them or acting towards them. And then there's a different mahalach of how Hashem treats Klai Yisrael. And that's, that's recognizable. That's recognizable. That there's a difference between the way Hashem treats Klai Yisrael and everyone else. Which middah is that? That's the middah of Hashem being a melech. Because being a melech means that there's a connection between the king and the people as opposed to all the other middahs of Hashem which are absolute and don't, in, uh, don't show a, a connection to one group more than anybody else. Moshe is something else but it's, uh, the, the, the Musuk of Melech means that it's not just a superpower or all powerful being which is doing something there's a relationship there's a connection between the king and the people sorry why do you always when you talk about Hashem you say Melech I wait one thing one thing at a time no, so firstly where do we build it where do we see the Anhog of the Malchus? It's what the Torah itself says. The first one is Kimi Goy Gadol. Asheloi Lekim Kravim Elov, Kashem Elekeinu Bechol Kareinu Elov. Here we see the first, the first way that it's, it's demonstrated this middle, that there's something, Asheloi Lekim Kravim Elov, that there's a relationship with Klai Yisrael, which is unique to Klai Yisrael and, and no one else has, is that Hashem listens to us when we daven. Hashem listens to us now. Anybody can do it. Any living thing can do it. But there's something unique that Bakla Yisrael is that Elakim Kravim Elov. That's the first place we see that there's something in the Torah, that there's something special that Kla Yisrael has that no one else has. So that's the first Koyach. That when Hashem listens to Atfilis, we see that Hashem is a Korav to us, is nearer to us. And that's the first thing we see Hashem's Malchus. The second one is in the Torah. Is in the Torah. The fact that Hashem gives us the Torah, and there also, that there's a concept of whenever people are learning Torah, so there's a, it generates a certain closeness to Hashem. Minayin shafila echod, shiyeshev v'sreinu b'Torah, asher hakadosh baruch imoy, which means there's a certain connection with them, which is through the Torah. And then again, it wasn't given to everybody. That's the second part of it. was given to Klai Yisrael individually. And that's the second part where we can see something special that Klai Yisrael has that the world doesn't have. No one else has. Like we know, going on to the Adelaide Torah. So that's the second manifestation of the, 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 the unique relationship between Hashem and Klai Yisrael. The third one is the Beis HaMikdash, or the Mishkan. Now, how does that manifest? In other words, how does it? What's shown that there's there is this unique connection between Hashem and the Jewish people, or if you're going to call it the middle of the Malchus? Where does Hashem show the middle? 
So the different ways Hashem can show that midah. The first way that Hashem can show the midah of Malchus is, and this is the point we're going to, the first concept we're going to talk about, and that is that Hashem can make it shown physically in the physical world that Ki'ilu there's a connection to Ruchnius. Now, that doesn't mean Hashem himself comes down as a cloud. Obviously, Hashem is way bigger than what the world can encompass, and there's no way Hashem can make himself something physical. But what it means, and this is the concept of Shechina, is HaKadosh Baruch can do something to show that there's a unique connection to him. That's not him. It's no, it's a, the idea of a part of himself is looking at in physical terms, which you can separate. In Ruchnius, there's no parts of yourself. But the concept of the Shechina is, it's a contraction of two words. That the, so to speak, HaKadosh Baruch is Shechin, make something rest, which is connected to him. Which means that whether it was on and covered, or whether it was a fire on top of Har Sinai, or on the Mizbech, or in the Kodesh HaKadoshim, whatever it was, it was to show physically in this world that here's a place which is a more of a connection to Hashem. And therefore, it was a it was a, it was a simon. It was a simon that here there's a connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu as the Melech. And if that's the case, then there's a certain level of which we can see that we zayich to a connection in a certain way. So when there was the potential of the Deirus who were able to see Nebuah, were able to see, a, a, so to speak, a sign of something spiritual, so that was sent as the sign. And when Kaishal deserved it, it came. When Kaishal didn't deserve it, it went away. It wasn't Hashem himself. It was this, uh, what HaKadosh Baruch uses as the way to show that there's a connection to him. And when Kaishal don't deserve it, Hashem takes it away. And then that's just like in the Midbar, when Klai Yisrael did Shiva and they got it, they came back again. That was a symbol of the Kiddo that HaKadosh Baruch was close. Either or. Either that Dach didn't deserve the connection, or even when they weren't that bad, they didn't deserve to be shown that they had the connection. So the, 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 the symbol taken, that's it, 100%. That was the initial itself. When they, when they so even in times the second base of Mikdash, where there was a connection, but they didn't deserve to be shown it. So all the symbols that show that Hashem was close to them were taken away. There was no Aaron Kodesh, there was no Shechina, there was no Eish Tamid. All the symbols which were there to show that this is Hashem's here with you, which we had in the first verse which we didn't have in the second verse Mikdash. Hashem still was there, there was still a verse Mikdash. But we were, we were still connected, but we weren't shown that. And that's the concept of the, that's the first you said. The concept of the Shechina is when HaKadosh Baruch Hu shows that the connection is there. And... Uh, the Avais was zeichet that as individuals. One of the simanim of the tents of the Avais was that the Anun Kasher on top of the tent, which means the Shkinash Kilu rested on the tents. And how did Hashem show that? By bringing down the Anun Akavod, which, which remained on top of the tent. It wasn't, Hashem isn't a cloud. Hashem doesn't live in a cloud either. But the concept was it was there to show that there's a level of Ruchness which is here always. We have to talk about that because there are lots of symbolisms that Shkinah can use. You have to talk about when it uses each one. And sometimes it comes as a fire. And it's the same thing. Hashem is not a fire. But the fire is there to show something. And it's the, the Aish, which is Yerim and Hashemayim, is there to show that there's a connection to Hashem. Is there a 100%. You're going to get there. You're going to get there. Now, that, that was a marinabot or something else. But uh, by Matan Torah, there was for sure. There was both the Aish and the cloud. They both came from. 
that's something else. That's in the book. Now, so that that's the concept of the Shem. That that's the, the Hashem showing that He's connected to us, and the Hashem showing that that we've done something to deserve that connection. And if we, it doesn't come for nothing. Either we had to build the base of Mikdash or the Mishkan for the Shekhinah to rest on. We had to bring ourselves to a level, like the Avos, that, the, that they deserved that they had the Shekhinah there. That's, but that's, that, that's something which, when it was in Dairis, where Hashem was prepared to reveal, so to speak, Nebuah, or reveal things of spirituality, He was prepared to reveal the Shekhinah as well. Right? Like we saw, since, since the time of Hashem, there wasn't Nebuah. Throughout the whole time, the second best of there wasn't a word. And therefore, even if there had been a connection to the Shekhinah, it wasn't revealed in a way a person could see. Because again, that would show something of a spiritual nature. Hashem wasn't doing that. And then there's a second new side. And that is that, there's still, that, that, that Hashem is going to demonstrate that the connection is there, but without something which is visible physically, without a presence which can be seen in a physical way. How would that happen? So, for example, let's look at the second base of Mikdash. How was the Shekhinah manifest when it wasn't through a cloud and it wasn't through an H-tomb and it wasn't through the symbols Hashem used before? How did it manifest itself? Pasha, through Ruch HaKodesh. People could feel it. And that's why it talks about times in the second base of Mikdash. It talks about Shev, for example, other times. Shemisham Shev in Ruch HaKodesh. How did you have it that people feel there was still that connection to the Shekhinah? From being able to sense the Ruch HaKodesh. And that was when there was the second verse of Mikdash. We don't have that either anymore. So what do you have instead? That's what I said before. Still from the, we still have t- potential opportunities to feel that the Shekhin is there. And that's either when a person works in their davening. And they can feel when they daven that they're with Hashem. Now, for most of us, we don't do enough work to make our davening something which is worthy of being with Hashem. So we don't feel it. But it's possible when a person is mashkir efforts and kavana in davening that a person can get a sense of standing in front of Hashem. I'll share with you something beautiful I've mentioned here before that the Kazari says. And the Kazari says that before Moedim we say we say the brach of Ritzei. Hashem, let us ask see, ask see when you come back to the base of Midrash. And yes, we already said the brach of Bani Yisraelim. And, I'm asked, and we already said the bracha of, that Hashem will bring back the Mitzvah Karen Yeshua. What are we saying? Why are you saying it again? And he says, here we're not asking for Mashiach. We're saying something else. We're saying, we finish the davening. We say, Ritzay Hashem, Rekhain, Rabbi, Amakris, Ovitz, Filosa. We just daven to Hashem. You should be happy with that Tfilah. And if that's the case, if you are happy with the Tfilah, then you will know that when we're davening, we, the Shekhin is only connected. And if that's the case, I know that now I'm davening to Hashem, you're standing right in front of me. But the problem is, I can't see that. We aren't on the level to be able to behold the Shekhinah. And therefore we ask, if you makavah the Tefillah Baratzah, which means you, the Shekhinah is here, then if that's the case, give us a schos to see it. Let us see it. Let us see, let us see, let us see that you're right next to us. We know it, we can feel it, but we can't see it. And the point of the bracha is to ask, we should be zeichet to see it also. That's the first thing. A person can come to that Hakkara in Tavinu. If a person daven the way they meant to daven and got to that realization, then they'll feel that the Shekhin is right here. I'm davening to Hashem. The Shekhin is Ayim the Negdi. Sending in Torah. When Chazal said that if a person is Yeshev or Isaac with Torah, the Shekhin is Isaac with him. And the Kim Nitzvah Vadaskel, whatever it's going to be, 
So that means literally a person can feel that. You can't see it. Because you aren't in the dark when you can see the shrine. You can feel it. It's there. And uh, that applies to us today as well. We Maybe it would be harder for us to, to get to that level, but it's there. And if a person's holding by that, then the middah of Malchus still exists. The middah, which means that HaKadosh Baruch still wants to relate to connection to the Jewish people. It exists. It exists, so when a person's zeichet, he'll feel it. And then again, on, in previous days, what we could today, we may be able to feel, was then something which was visible. You know, in the, even in times of Tanoim, when they learned to turn a high enough level, a fire came down. Whether it was Rabbi, by Rabbi Yez and Rabbi Yisho, whether it was by Rabbi Yenis of Benazil, whether it was by Hillel Anasi, whether it was by Ezra Slave, it doesn't make a difference. What was the fire doing? It was the Shekhinah. Learning Torah brings the Shekhinah. And when people learned Torah on that level, and it was something which they were able to, to visualize, then they saw the fire came. Not Hashem. Hashem is not a fire. Hashem sent the symbol that, the, that, the, that you carved to Him. That there's this connection. That's what we call the Shekhinah. The, that there's a, simple, there's a point of connection. Okay, Hashem sends down you a point that we can connect to. And Sani Batfila. Again, we talk about the stories in Chazal of a level of Tfila. That some Davini could also be surrounded by a fire. And that was also a way to bring the Shekhinah. So then it was seen visibly. And then Klaus were able to, 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 to notice that the Shekhinah was here. Now we don't see it visibly anymore. Because that's part of the not seeing anything spiritual in that sense, but it's still there. And the person who, who connects can feel it. The person who connects can feel it because it exists. And it's always going to be there because it's the middle of Hashem. And the middle of Hashem is that He's the Melech of Klai Yisrael. Koyamar Hashem, Melech Yisrael v'goyalai. Ani Rishan v'ani Acharan. It's always going to be there. Except, and this is part of the, what maybe not going to have time for today, but you have to talk about it another time, what it means, the Shekhinah in Goddess. And that is, uh, we have to explain this, the concept and so on. But the aside is that uh, the, the, the connection with HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Klai Yisrael exists. And whenever we do enough to deserve to, show, to be shown that that connection is there, we'll be shown the connection is there. It's like any mid of Hashem. That when we do something which makes us deserve the, have the revelation of that mid, it'll be there. And that applies today also. Collectively, Klai Yisrael aren't holding by that, so collectively Hashem is not showing it to us. But for the Yachid, whatever he does, is something which entitles him to be shown that that connection is there. You deserve it. So again, what do we have today to show? That's what we have. But whether it's going to be one of those things, and that a person does work and get to that level of connection, then you'll feel it's there. And it's, it's not, I'm reading again, it's not HaKadosh Baruch himself. It's HaKadosh Baruch who's showing us a middah. The middah of the, that he's with Klai Yisrael. The middah that is... Uh, that he's still the Melech and there's still that connection to him. That's the one way Hashem shows it. Now there's a second part of this discussion and that is what happens in Goddess. What happens when the Shekhinah leaves? What we call the Shekhinah in Goddess, that by Hashem tomorrow, a different time we'll talk about that discussion in Sunrise. Right? Uh, we'll talk about the Shekhinah in Goddess, we'll talk about that also.